and welcome to Christ for Us. I am Pastor James Price of Trinity Lutheran Church in Ottumwa, Iowa. That portion of God's Word which we consider today, the Holy Spirit caused to be recorded in Luke chapter 17. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was passing along between Samaria and Galilee, and as he entered a village, he was met by ten lepers who stood at a distance and lifted up their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice, and he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus answered, We're not ten cleansed. Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. Were there not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? These words of our Lord seem peculiar in a couple of ways. First, why is Jesus disappointed that only one of the ten cleansed lepers returned? Didn't he tell them to go show themselves to the priests? Why should they return to Jesus? Well, first, we need to understand why Jesus told them to go to the priest in the first place. It was the priest's job to inspect those healed of leprosy and to offer the appropriate sacrifices. You can read in Leviticus chapter 14 of the elaborate rite God ordered for declaring a leper clean. After a priest found that a leper was clean, he would take two birds, one he would kill and pour its blood into a basin of water, the other bird he would dip in the bloody water, along with some cedar wood, scarlet yarn, and hyssop, then sprinkle the man seven times with these things before letting the bird go free. Then, eight days later, the man had to bring two male lambs and a ewe lamb along with some grain and oil, and with one of the male lambs, the priest would offer a guilt offering, whereby he would take some of the blood from the lamb and put it on the man's right earlobe, thumb, and big toe, and do the same with the oil before offering the sin, grain, and whole burnt offerings. And all this the priest did in order to make atonement for him. So Jesus sent these men to the temple in Jerusalem so that the priests could do these sacrifices for them and they could be atoned for. Yet we must realize something about these sacrifices and all sacrifices and all sacrifices in the temple. All of them proclaim Christ Jesus and the sacrifice he would make for all sins. In Hebrews chapter 9 it states, for if the blood of goats and bulls and the sprinkling of defiled persons with the ashes of a heifer sanctify for the purification of the flesh, how much more will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without blemish to God, purify our conscience from dead works to serve the living God? Jesus Christ is greater than all sacrifices in the temple. He alone makes atonement for the sins of the whole world, something the blood of beasts could never do. So when this Samaritan returned and fell down to worship God at Jesus' feet, he returned to him who is greater 
a greater high priest than any priest working in the temple who offers a, a greater sacrifice than any offered in the temple. Jesus is greater than the temple itself. The temple is where God dwelt. Jesus is God. And in Jesus, God will dwell bodily for all eternity. This is why Jesus asked where the nine were. He wanted them to have faith in him who is greater than the temple with its high priests and sacrifices. The other reason Jesus' words seem peculiar is that he asks, was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? This sounds funny to our ears because God is everywhere. And the Bible clearly teaches that you cannot run away from God's presence. You can give thanks to God anywhere, whether you are at home or out in the woods or stranded on a desert island. You could take a rocket to the moon and still be able to give thanks to God there. So how does Jesus know that the other nine did not go give thanks to God their entire jog to the temple and that they didn't continue to give thanks their whole lives? And this is the way most people think. God, since God is everywhere, I can worship him at my leisure whenever it is convenient. Yet, it is different when you know where your God can be found. This Samaritan knew where his God could be found. He recognized Jesus as his God and Lord. He worshiped God and gave thanks to him at Jesus' feet. Jesus asked, where are the nine? For good reason. He cleansed them of their leprosy. He did for them just as he did for the Samaritan who believed in him. Yet they did not return to him. They did not worship him. They did not have faith in him. And so it is today. God sends rain to the good as well as to the bad. And lets the sun shine on the unjust as well as the just. God feeds, clothes, and shelters unbelievers along with Christians. He grants success to life-saving treatments for cancer and other horrible diseases to the benefit of the wicked and the good. And these are all light things in the eyes of God. Jesus, our God and Lord, made atonement for all our sins, paying for them with his blood. He has erased the debt of all mankind and won for all people forgiveness of sins, so that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Yet Jesus may well ask today, where are the others? Were there not many more who were clothed, fed, cured, and rescued? Did I not win salvation for the whole world? Where are the rest? Was there found no one to return and give thanks to God? Except these. The Samaritan returned to worship Jesus at his feet because he had faith in Jesus. Faith draws you to Jesus. The one who has faith seeks Jesus where he will be found. It goes to him to receive every good thing from him, to learn from him, to give thanks to him, and to sing his praises. Yes, faith will pray to God and trust in him in any place and time, whether on the battlefield or at the grocery store. But faith will always seek to go where God promises to be found. This Samaritan knew where he could find his Lord. He was just a few hundred yards away from him. He had just heard his voice. So he ran back 
and fell at his God's feet. When Jesus said, Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age, he promised to be present where his word is taught and believed and where his sacraments are administered. Jesus is present in the baptismal waters. Jesus is present in the sacrament of his body and blood. Jesus is present with his words of healing wherever his word is proclaimed in truth. We don't look to the hills for our help. We look to the Lord who made heaven and earth where he promises to be. And he promises to be in his word and sacraments. This is where you find Jesus. And that is why we worship on Sunday morning. We gather because we know where Jesus is. He's in our church. There he cleanses us. There he forgives us and strengthens us. There he receives from us our thanksgiving and praise. When you kneel at the communion rail, you kneel before Jesus himself in true worship. There you return to him from whom all blessings flow. We need to be where Jesus is. We all have heard St. Paul list off the works of the flesh, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies. And we could list off quite a few more like these, which burden our conscience. Scripture is clear that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. And yet, do you do such things? Although we desire to walk by the Spirit, our sinful flesh overpowers us, convincing us to do the things that we know we should not do. We're guilty. We need Jesus. We need to hear his forgiveness. We need to be cleansed of our filth. We need to be strengthened so that we can walk by the Spirit. We need to give thanks to him and sing praises to him for not abandoning us in our sin. We need to be present where Jesus promises to be present. Jesus said to the good Samaritan, uh, Jesus said to the Samaritan, he made him good. Jesus said to the Samaritan, your faith has made you well. Well, that is what most English translations say. The word Jesus used is actually the word for save. But the word can mean healed in certain contexts, and the Bible translators figure that the context implies healed instead of saved, because Jesus healed him. Except all ten of the lepers were healed. Only one of them had faith. The others cried out to Jesus for help, but they didn't have faith in him as their God. They called him, they called him their master, but not their Lord. Only the Samaritan returned to Jesus. Only the Samaritan bowed down at Jesus' feet. Only the Samaritan had faith. And only the Samaritan was saved. At least that day. God heals everyone. He feeds them and takes care of them, whether they have faith or not, but he only saves those who have faith. Only faith, which trusts in Jesus for forgiveness and cleansing, saves. And saving faith draws you to Jesus where he can be found. I don't know what happened to the nine. I sincerely hope that they did come to faith in Jesus. I know that was Jesus' desire too. 
Yet, I know what happened to the Samaritan. He was saved. He is currently in heaven, singing praises to God with the heavenly hosts. And we who trust in Jesus for forgiveness and healing will meet him someday. You who trust in Christ will meet him just as you will see your Savior Jesus face to face because your faith has saved you. And our faith draws us to be present with Jesus even today. Amen. We thank you for joining us today. Trinity Lutheran Church heartily invites you to come and worship with us. We worship every Saturday night at 6 and every Sunday morning at 9. We have Sunday school for all ages uh, and Bible study after church on Sunday at 1030. And we have a little coffee uh, fellowship uh, between services for people to have treats and coffee. So you're more than welcome to come and join us. We're located on Shaw Avenue in Ottumwa. We're the church on the hill next to Wildwood Park. You can visit our church's website, trinitylutheranottumwa.com. And there you can contact me, Pastor James Price. I'd love to hear from you. You're also uh, welcome to go to christforus.org, christforus.org. And there you can find this sermon and many other sermons, uh, uh, both in audio and text. Uh, You can read or listen to them. uh, And you can also follow them on podcast platforms such as Spotify, Podbean, iHeartRadio, etc. And you can download them and share them. And I very much encourage you to follow uh, and to share them with others, especially those whom you think would benefit from hearing a good Lutheran sermon. Uh, And you're more than welcome to contact me if you'd like to find a good Lutheran church in your area uh, so that you can uh, hear regular sermons like this, uh, uh, faithful sermons like this regularly. So uh, please uh, tune in again next week for another broadcast of Christ for Us. uh, And please come and join us at one of our services at Trinity Lutheran Church. Uh, We would love to have one of our listeners uh, visit us at church. And uh, please share these sermons. Uh, we put these on the radio. We have very generous donors so that we can do this. Uh, and uh, we hope that this will bear good fruit so that more people can hear of the love of Christ Jesus and have certainty of their salvation. So to please tune in again next week, same time, for another broadcast of Christ for us. Christ for us.